Well, ladies and gentlemen, it feels so good to be back. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I'm also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody had a wonderful weekend and honestly a wonderful week since I last was able to bring a podcast to you. I was on vacation last week and down in Florida. Had a great time and it's nice to just kind of shut everything down, set the engines to neutral and uh, kind of reflect and rejuvenate and re-energized as I uh, get back to it. And so I appreciate everybody who reached out and was asking about the podcast and everything. Cause like, well, at least somebody's listening enough to know that it wasn't posted, but uh, no, I'm, I'm, I appreciate it. Appreciate everybody being patient with me and enjoyed the vacation. And now we're ready to roll. Cause if you think about it, you got sec media days next week, a week from today. And I'm actually going to be there in Nashville. So I'm going to be able to, to provide a bunch of different, uh, Good content, at least. Hopefully some great content and some things that we can have some fun with when it comes to uh, hearing from some people from the SEC, uh, hopefully some coaches, some players, all that fun stuff. Uh, we'll have an opportunity to, to check it out and to learn more about that, too. So uh, either way, be on the lookout for that because it's going to be a lot of fun. But this is the week kind of leading up to it. And really, there's you know just been a few things here and there going on with Arkansas in uh, the sports world. And we'll talk about uh, a few of the updates when it comes to the uh, NBA Summer League, actually, with Razorback basketball players. Give you an update on some of the draft picks and what they're doing. And also talk about the MLB draft and the updates from that, not only for Razorbacks who were maybe getting drafted, but maybe some Razorbacks prospects that are looking to get drafted, too. So we'll give you an update on that. But uh, I wanted to start with something that actually I thought was pretty fascinating from the side of when I was down in... Um, Blue Mountain Beach. I keep wanting to call it Blue Mountain State because of the show, but it was Blue Mountain Beach down in Florida. And I'll admit that it was the first time I've ever been there. And I know that there's a lot of people from the state of Arkansas that will go down there and, and you know, just whatever holiday it is. And this time is the July 4th holiday. So, um, you know, I expected there to be Razorback fans there, but it was really cool to run into so many and some that listen to this podcast, which shout out to all of you and some that listen to my radio show or follow me on Twitter or, uh, you know, whatever. Um, but it was really cool to meet a few of them and to, you know, just talk to them about some stuff coming up with uh, the Razorback basketball team or baseball team. And in the case, of course, football, because football is the next big thing. And it sparked a topic that I wanted to bring up, I guess, in, in the return of the podcast, because I had some people also mention this in some comment sections and discuss it when it comes to my confidence level in the Razorback football team. Because several individuals would ask me, what do you think about the football team this year? Hey, be, be honest with me, because that's my favorite thing. I love it when they're just, hey, hey, you know, it's off the record, as if they're going to like, like spoil me. They're like, yeah, you know, you can talk all this big game. You can talk about all this greatness that the season's going to be. But, yeah, it was between me and you. Between me and you. What do, what do you think the season's going to be? Like, you know, what, what you got going on? And as I tell them, and as I told everybody here on the podcast, I – I, I, it's not like I'm saying something high, like, oh, well, on the podcast, I'm going to give some high expectations and go over the top. But in reality, I'm like, ah, this team's going to suck. Just doing it to get the ratings up. No, it's like I, I believe the same thing in the podcast that I do when I'm talking to anybody uh, out there uh, on the streets or in this case on the beach. 
but uh, a couple of them and that I was talking to at the same time, when I said that, they both kind of looked at each other and like, what, why are, like, you may be too confident, man. Like you're, you're, you're causing too much of a stir. You're causing too many problems, giving people a lot of hope for this upcoming season. When you say that there's a lot of, uh, a lot of reasons to believe that this team could win nine, 10 games this year. I was like, well, I don't know if I'm being too confident. I think it's just more about, you know, looking at the trends and looking at the, the way things go and how they go and maybe some of the, the action that you can see in the offseason of how teams have looked, not only Arkansas and how they've developed, but other teams. Because let's, let's be honest. I mean, every team wants to get better from last year, but not every team will. And it's about those teams that will actually get better because there are some teams that will be worse. I mean, in this, that will happen in this conference. Somebody's got to finish last. And in the SEC West especially, you know, Arkansas was a team that finished middle of the pack. But, you know, Auburn struggled last year. And, you know, Mississippi State was a solid team, but they have a new coach. Uh, you know, Ole Miss, they had an easy schedule last year and started off strong, but, you know, cratered there at the end. Uh, so there, there's just a lot of things where it's not even just about Arkansas only, but it comes to the other teams that they're going to play during the season two that, maybe taking steps back, which, of course, you know, by and large, will benefit Arkansas. But they started kind of only, almost making me feel bad. Like, not in, a, not in a weird way, but just kind of making me think, like, well, you know, am I being too confident? Am I, am I giving fans too much hope, too much good feels, good vibes? Is that setting them up for failure? Am I setting the Razorbacks up for failure? And, you know, I, I, I thought about that. And at first, I was kind of like, you know, maybe there's something to that. Maybe there is something to me, uh, just as someone who, of course, is a Razorback fan, but someone who talks about the Razorbacks and follows the Razorbacks all the time. Like, maybe there is something to me providing a lot of a high expectation to which once people start believing that and once people start buying into it, when they maybe would normally say the expectation was going to be lower, then that means that when Arkansas does not meet that expectation, the disappointment is even more. I was like, okay, there could be something to that, I guess. But after a while, when I started thinking about it, I said, you know what? I don't, I don't believe in that. I don't buy that. I'm not, gonna, I'm not, gonna, I'm not even going to entertain that. Because the thing is, folks, that when you have confidence in the team that you're you know, rooting for the team that you're talking about in this particular case, I think that there are legitimate reasons for both sides to be looked at. There's reasons why, if you wanted to take the, the glass half empty approach, that Arkansas could be a team that does not win more than seven games this year. In fact, at SEC Media Days next week, I'm just going to let everybody know, Arkansas is probably going to be picked at best, at best fourth in the SEC West. At best, uh, probably fifth, because I think that they'll have you know Bama, LSU, A and M, because they always do, you know, probably Ole Miss, all ahead of Arkansas, and maybe uh, depending on uh, you know Auburn, because you know they'll have a bunch of Auburn homers or something like that that made the trip, or they get a lot of votes on it, and, you know, there'll, there'll be that element to it, you know, maybe maybe people think big in Mississippi State, but either way, the point is is that. The expectation is going to be set by media, national media, and those who are attending SEC Media Days, 
that Arkansas will be that team. But that's how it is every year. And I like to look at it from a glass half full approach. Because you can say that, like, okay, well, you're Arkansas, or, oh, you know, you, you weren't that great last year. You know, like, you're not going to, you didn't, your receivers aren't going to be as good. You're, you lost Drew Sanders, your linebackers aren't going to be as good. Uh, you lost some guys in the transfer portal on the D line, you're not going to be as good there. You lost a, a big time offensive lineman, your center, you're not going to be as good there. Like, there's, there's reasons why you can be, hey, you're just not going to be as good. There's reasons why. But to me, I like to believe that, each and every year, you can get the most out of your team. Now, that's not always going to happen, as we know. Like Last season was a very great indication of that. That team was good enough to win 9 or 10 games, but they didn't because they didn't play up to their full potential. They didn't play their best. They didn't, they didn't get to that point. But when it comes down to it, I look at the entire grand scheme of things, and in this particular case, the SEC West, that if you look at every single team and you, you, you narrow it down as far as who they got as a coach, who they got as a coordinator, who they got as players and all of that, and you say, okay, if all these teams play their best, play their best level of football this season, how is that going to look? How is that going to play out? Because I don't think it's even as simple as saying, well, you know, just whoever's got the most talented roster, most talented roster, if they play the best, then therefore they will be the best team. I think there's, yeah, that's that's a major part of it, but you also got to take into consideration coaching and play calling and development and injuries. You know all those things that could play a major factor into it. And so, when I look at just all those teams and playing to their full potential, I believe Arkansas has plenty of reasons to believe that they have a better a better team than Ole Miss, a better team than Mississippi State, a better team than Auburn, and that's three right there. So that puts you at fourth in the West, and then above you, but you have Texas A&M, which, you know, has Bobby Petrino there, and we, we know that could be something, but you've lost to A&M so much the past 10 years, and it's been so dumb because you have had the better team almost every single year, and I believe you're going to have the better team this year, too. It's frustrating. You know, you got to do something about it, but that's how I've looked at it, is that you've always had a better team. You just didn't play to your potential in those games. So I wouldn't be shocked if Arkansas beats A&M because I think if you put both teams up against each other with the level of talent, with the coaching, and with especially the quarterback, I think Arkansas is a better team and will be a better team on the field. But will they win? Don't know. But they will be a better team. Alabama and LSU are the only teams that I, I don't really see that happening. So the point is, is that you have a great opportunity this year to where if you if you do it the right way, the way that you're supposed to, the way that this team has to rejuvenate and, re and fix some things from last season, if all of the stuff and all the moves that Sam Pittman has made accomplishes those things, there is no reason to believe that this team can't live up to that high expectation, that confidence level that I have in them. Now, there's people that, agree with me and think that this year is going to be a big year and a high-level year for Arkansas. And there's a lot of you that get in the comment sections and just rip me, and you're like, man, why am I listening to this podcast? You're an idiot. Okay, I, I accept that too. But when it comes down to it, folks, and, and we'll end on this one because I know we have some other things to get into, but what it comes down to, folks, is that if you don't believe that your team 
this season, year four under Sam Pittman, with the best quarterback in the SEC leading the way, if you don't believe that this year is going to be a better year, a top-notch year, if you don't have that hope, if you don't have that faith, if you don't have that feeling, why, do you, why are you here? Why are you rooting for this team? Why are, why are you even watching? That's where I look at it. Why, why would I come on here and be like, that team's going to be 6-6. Six and six. I don't think they're going to be 6-6. Six and six. I'm not going to say they would be. But they were last year, and things like that happened. But I'm not going to ever go into the year and looking at what you have and looking at the roster and the coaching and all that and say, eh, 6-6. Six and six. Now, under Chad Morris, yeah, you could do that because you kind of saw the riding walls like, this guy doesn't know how to coach. But we've seen it from Sam Pittman. We've seen it before. We can see it again. There's pieces there. There's reasons to believe. My confidence level in this team doesn't come from nowhere. It doesn't come from just being like, eh, kind of what I want to do, you know? I want to be the ultra positive guy, the fanboy, if you will. I, be- I believe this team will be great this year because I believe they have the pieces to make it great as long as they put it together. That's really like so cliche to say because everyone's like, well, yeah, if any team puts it together, they're going to be good. Not necessarily. You can have a great system in place that, man, you run to a, to a T. But if you don't have the players and you don't have the, the talent, you don't have the depth, and you don't have the, the quarterback, like if you don't have those things, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. You're going to have to do your part. But for those of you who are telling me that, yeah, I'm a little too confident, no, not too confident. You guys just need to feel better about it and look at it and get excited for it. This football season will be here before you know it. It's going to be a really fun one, too. Folks, speaking of fun, uh, bird dogs. I got to make you, I got to tell you about bird dogs. Like, listen, they got these stretch khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and giving you a, a really good sculpted look. You know, like when you're going to the gym and, uh, you know, you want to look good, feel good, but shorts are always kind of hit and miss. Like sometimes you get the shorts with the wide legs that, you know, looks like you have circus tents over you. Like that doesn't look good on me. I want to show off these, uh, these hamstrings that I've been working so hard on. Well, you don't have to worry that with bird dogs. Bird dogs has such great fitting shorts that also look amazing and feel amazing. And they are without a doubt the best thing when it comes to flexibility, when it comes to variety of what you're able to wear with them. And also they have this anti-stink thing that really helps out for when you're out there, maybe in the golf course, or maybe you're actually in the gym, whatever it may be. You're going to be sweating out like that. Uh, you don't have to worry about stinking up the joint because Bird Dogs helps you out with that too. So here's the thing. If you go to birddogs.com slash college and enter in promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE, you get a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. You get a free one. And you can get any of the great variety of shorts that they have to offer. Again, that's birddogs.com slash college. Enter in promo code college for a free Yeti-style tumbler. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. I can promise you that. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, uh, a little basketball talk, as we know some Razorback basketball players, the guys that have been drafted, um, had, uh, had their Vegas debut in the NBA Summer League. Uh, this past week and even over the weekend. And 
I think it's really cool just to see how all, all these players are developing and how they're making their strides known in, in the early part of the NBA uh, Summer League. But uh, Anthony Black, Jordan Walsh, uh, they did not win in the NBA 2K. Is it 2K24? I keep wanting to think of the video game every time I hear that. Uh, but they, uh, they had some great performances, though. J Jordan Walsh had 18 points where he knocked down 6 of 11 from the field, 4 of 6 from 3, and played 31 minutes in the game. Also had five rebounds, two blocks, and a steal. Where was that? <laughs> like, so like, I, I know it's just one game because uh, I think that he actually, in, a sec in this next game, he didn't play as well. Like, where was that? Like, we saw some times where he could hit some shots. I think there was one game that he went four for four to start the game, but he, like, fouled out. But I'm seeing that. I'm seeing four of six from three. Jeez. That's, that's pretty amazing. Like, that's great for him. I, I love it for him. I was like, man, all right. That's a good showing, especially in the early part, because we know he's got so much upside to him. But, man, yeah, he, he was looking really good. And then uh, Anthony Black, as we know, uh, it's actually funny. He, uh, According to wholehogsports.com, I guess I didn't realize this when I was checking out the highlights and everything. But Anthony Black lost 89-78. to 78. And their loss was to former Arkansas wing Stanley Amude, who's on the Detroit Pistons. I forgot about that. But Anthony Black did Anthony Black things. So check this out. 17 points, 7 of 10 from the floor, 1 of 2 from 3, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, and 3 steals in 28 minutes of play. He did have uh, 7 turnovers, though. You can't have that. You can't do that. But, yeah, that, that's pretty impressive. It's very impressive. And then, all so 12 points and 5 of 5 from the field in the final period uh, was really great. Uh, Ricky Council, too. He had 14 points, 8 rebounds for the Philadelphia 76ers in their win over the Knicks. And like, you know, it just seeing him do his Ricky Council things in those highlights. I wish I could play him here on the podcast, but yeah, he was looking pretty good, too. So, also Jalen Williams had 9.7 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals, and a block for Oklahoma City Thunder in their win as well. So, yeah, just really good performances so far. Really good performances so far. And if uh, you want to check them out tonight, Ricky Council is actually going to be on ESPNU with Philadelphia as they take on Dallas. And then Orlando is going to be taking on Indiana on NBA TV at 730, which is also pretty cool because not only Anthony Black is on Orlando, but Audis Tony is also on the uh, land, Orlando team. So I have a couple of Razorbacks there that's going to be in the mix. But still, they're looking good in their NBA uh, summer leagues. A good start for them. And I think, honestly, it's something that's great not only for the university, but I think this is going to bring a lot of Razorback fans to not saying you'll care about the NBA suddenly, but you'll start wanting to watch the NBA or maybe be a little bit more interested in those particular players. Because I'll be honest, like I don't really like the NBA as a whole. I like rooting for Razorbacks, and I like watching, of course, like the NBA Finals and big games. But... It's just, I don't know, it's changed so much. It just doesn't do it for me as much. Right? College basketball is always going to be my love. I'm going to appreciate that more. But I think with former Razorbacks being in the NBA and having more players in the NBA, I think that's also going to drive some Razorbacks fans to be a lot more interested in them too. So we'll have to wait and see. But either way, we'll talk some baseball, some MLB draft. Close up shop here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast on the other side of the break, so stay tuned. You are Locked On Razorbacks. Your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
All right, so final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, doing a little uh, talk on the uh, whole uh, baseball thing, which, by the way, my microphone stand broke, so I'm improvising this. I got, an ex- I got one coming tomorrow. Hopefully, I'll get it fixed. So if you're wondering why it looks different, that's, that's why. I don't have the big microphone arm. I tell you, I'm on top of it over here. Uh, but either way, Arkansas had, um, in, the, in a 2023 MLB draft, and they had uh, rounds one and two, uh, there was really nothing as far as players currently on the roster that had anyone get taken. And so I'm looking at it right now. So it's all about prospects at this point, which is, I don't think it's surprising. I don't think any player that was on last year's roster was planning to be a first or second round pick. Uh, there was ones that could have been, but um, in the first round, pick 27, the Phillies took third baseman Aiden Miller. He's a Razorback signee, uh, which is going to be about $3 million slot value. So he gone. He gone. Kind of, I kind of figured that. Uh, the Dodgers selected, uh, in the pick 36, Kendall George, uh, who's an Arkansas signee as well, and that's projected to be $2.3 million. Yeah, he probably gone. He probably gone. Um, also in round two, pick 50, the Red Sox selected the uh, shortstop Nazan Zanatello. He was an Arkansas signee. Uh, his uh, slot value for that is $1.7 million. And then round two, pick 52, the Giants selected Walker Martin, who was also an Arkansas signee. He was actually on my radio show a few weeks ago. And, you know, we'll see because it's slotted at $1.62 million for the, for the value. You know, is that going to be worth it to him to, to take that next jump? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. So, um, oh, sorry. See, I was, I was looking at it uh, differently. And this is according uh, to uh, uh, hogsports.com. But uh, for the round CBC, pick 68, the Cubs selected Jackson Wiggins with the value, swap value of that pick being at $1.1 million. So there is somebody from the roster that actually got uh, drafted, and it's Jackson Wiggins, which, again, is not any of a surprise. So now that we know what the first couple rounds look like, the question's going to be, all right, so who's, who's coming? <laughs> or are all of them gone? Well, I would assume Aiden Miller's gone. If you're a first-round pick, dude, you got to go. Like, I have no problem with that. Probably think that Kendall George is gone too. He's the only outfielder that Arkansas had signed in the class, and Arkansas's been really getting after it in the portal with some outfielders. So he's probably gone. Shortstop Nazan Zantello. Zantello. I mean, I would think he's gone, right? Yeah, I mean, I would think he's gone. One point seven. Um, and then Walker Miller or Walker Martin. Walker Martin. I don't know the way it, when I talked to him on that interview, he was definitely all about Arkansas and he's still all about Arkansas. He loves Arkansas, but he wouldn't really give like, that was something he would always talk with his family and with his representation. I'm sure it's just like, all right, well, what, what number do I need to get to if I want to say, all right, I'm going to go to college or all right, I'm going to go. I don't know if pick 52 with a $1.62 million value is higher, lower about what he expected. But that's going to be big key. If you can just get one of those players, I'll be tickled pink. I would be excited as can be if you can just get one of those players to come to Arkansas and be here for three years. It'd be pretty awesome. Uh, Jackson Wiggins can technically come back next year, but I feel like after his injury and you know him being drafted with a $1.1 that may be enough for him to just go and get on with it, I would think. But that'd be pretty cool if he came back too. I don't know. This NIL stuff has really changed everything. It's really changed how things are just viewed and looked upon and, and how it's handled. So uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see and find out. It's going to be interesting in the next few weeks what these players do. But 
I'm just hoping that some of these guys, one of these guys, two, give me two of all the five guys that that got drafted, uh, that had or yeah, is it five? Yeah, it's five that either were on the roster or signed with Arkansas. If you can get two of those dudes, great, great. I'll take one. Two would be amazing, but I don't think you're gonna get any more than that. It's the way it goes. Don't blame them either. Appreciate everybody listening into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.